Hi, and welcome to the Just a Story podcast. I'm Jake, and we have an extra special edition for you today to tie in with our Deal with the Devil episode. In the episode, we talked about the association between music and the devil. And one of the people we discussed was Robert Johnson, who's a famous Southern legend bluesman who supposedly sold his soul to the devil to learn to play guitar. Sam had the chance to speak with Shelley Ritter of the Delta Blues Museum in Clarksdale, Mississippi, to discuss some of these ideas behind Robert Johnson and his supposed deal, along with the impact of the blues and why it's called the devil's music. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do with the Delta Blues? Um, I'm Sally Ritter, and I'm the Executive Director of the Delta Blues Museum in Clarksdale, Mississippi. For those of our listeners who are not familiar with the legend, can you tell us a little bit about some of the more devilish stories that are associated with Robert Johnson and who he was? The best-known legend is that Robert Johnson purportedly sold his soul to the devil here at the crossroads in Clarksdale for the ability to play the guitar. I went to the So you were actually in Clarksdale. Is there some kind of marker at the crossroads where this supposedly occurred? At the corner of Old Highway 49 and Old Highway 61, which is now Highway 161, there's a giant pole with some metal guitars on top of it and the words, the crossroads. That is why it's there? That's what it's commemorating? That is what it's commemorating, yes. What is the attitude of people in the area toward this idea? Like, do people think like that's a cute story, or do people put some credence in it? I think everybody just knows that that's where you send somebody who's here to find the crossroads. So you don't get, like, a rush on people, like, actually going out there with guitars looking for the devil then? A few people do. The people that come to Clarksdale really know their blues history, and they're more serious about the musicians and, you know, the history and heritage and culture that's here. I grew up knowing New Orleans jazz, and I think Delta Blues is definitely an influence there, but what makes it unique among Southern music sounds? The blues is really the music of Africa, and Mm -hmm. the blues that... It's an expression of the hardship of the people that suffered all this injustice and inequality. When you hear it, you you just you feel it, and it it might soothe you, it might make you uncomfortable, it might make you want to dance, but it resonates with you in a in a very organic way. I got a kind-hearted woman. Anything that's worth for me. Robert Johnson's sound was very unique for the time, and I think it's, I would say it's still unique today, and you can find people who imitate it, but it's still identifiable. What do you think it is about his music that really makes him a wonder kid, like made people go, that's got to be supernatural? His voice is kind of ethereal. I've not heard anybody that I could even say really sounds like, you know, I've heard people play his songs, but in terms of a performance that emotes 
what you hear when you put on a, a Robert Johnson record. It's something that I don't know that I can explain it in words. You you really have to hear it. He is not from Clarksdale, is that correct? He's from another part of Mississippi, or he's kind of from all That's over correct. Mississippi. He was born in Hazelhurst, so little bitty town. And then he starts making the rounds around Mississippi and happens upon Clarksdale and the devil, apparently. <laughs> It, well, he um, didn't say that. I mean, but it was said about him. On all the documentaries and stuff I've watched where they interview contemporaries or people whose parents were contemporaries. I've never heard anyone actually say that he said it. It seems right. like it's something that was tacked on after the fact or maybe even just gossip at the time. Have you ever heard about any other musicians in that genre having similar legends attached or is this something that's unique? Well, like Petey Wheatstraw referred to himself as the devil's son-in-law. There were people that promoted that about themselves, but Tommy Johnson said that he sold his soul. So I think Robert, maybe people confused Robert with Tommy or somebody thought it was a good story and attached it. And the days keep following me The Devil's Music label predates this legend, right? Yes. Why do you think the blues were called the Devil's Music? Well, it's the difference in what's played in the church and what's played in the juke joint. And so on Saturday night, blues led to drinking, dancing, maybe a little looser behavior than what was going on on Sunday. And then you probably often didn't make it to church on Sunday if you'd been out all night on Saturday. One of the clearer explanations I've heard, so Robert Johnson died very young. What's known about his death? What is the canonical knowledge, or is that all legend as well? Shrouded in mystery, too. Either he was was allegedly poisoned by a jealous man at a, a juke joint. Others say that he had been sick, you know, and then the poor man has three different graves. Oh, my goodness. So do they know... Have they done any kind of research to see if they can authenticate one? The one I think that everybody's going along with now is at the church near Greenwood, Mississippi on Money Road. They all kind of are near Greenwood, so they all have that in common. If you had to tell an outsider who's never listened to the blues why they're important, what would you want to say? They're important because they're one of the truest forms of music that we have, and they sprung from people who were captured and dragged over here and just dropped into a different culture, a different setting. The only thing that these people brought over with them was their music. I think it's very powerful, and it it has certainly shaped everything that we know as music, like Muddy Waters' song, Rolling Stone named a magazine and a band caused Bob mm-hmm. Dylan to go from acoustic to electric. Look at W.C. Handy. He started playing blues once he'd heard it and became the father of the blues. It's impacted more of our culture and, you know, not just in America, but globally than I think we recognize. You can't really look at music that exists today without seeing some influence of that heritage, and its historical importance is definitely significant as well. Do you have a favorite urban legend or old wives' tale about the blues? I really don't, because as we run the museum, we're trying to get to the accuracy of the matter. 
we had a most persistent I wade through those. And um, whatever brings people to blues, that's good because they're going to discover that there's more than just dark sunglasses or whatever. It definitely has a lot of folk appeal. And I think that people who may not even be familiar with the music or familiar with the tropes and ideas, that character that we associate with it, like this made-up stand-in for the blues. Like, there, it's basically a character in all American pop culture. I want to thank you for sitting down and talking with me about Robert Johnson. If you want to talk a little bit more about the museum, let them know where they can get in contact with you if they're interested in learning more about Clarksdale, Mississippi, and the Delta Blues. Our website is www.deltabluesmuseum.org. Please check it out. Sign up for our newsletter, which we try to do quarterly. We also have an explore and learn section, and we have one on Robert Johnson. We're Mississippi's first music museum, established 1979. Please come to Clarksdale and see us. Everybody passed me by